very wonderful to to be here together again with so many of you, many familiar faces and whether um, you're a regular here in the hall or it's your first time uh, or you haven't been for a while, you know, whatever your situation is, you're really welcome into this space, space of um, gathering ourselves to explore this human experience. This uh, space of community together. So, if you don't know me, my name is Zohar. I'm one of the uh, Guy House teachers, and I'm here to share the Dharma with you on this pretty lovely morning in West Dorset. Yeah. You can see some blue sky, some sun, some clouds. Yeah. And um Yeah, maybe we'll we'll start off with um just inviting all of you to um in a moment unmute yourselves and say hello. Greet each other. Some of you know this game. It's one of the things I like to do. Haven't done it in a while. So, yeah, let's just hear some voices. So when you're ready, just unmute and speak. Perhaps take a moment just to feel the joy that brings uh, of hearing the voices, of seeing the suddenly the screen becomes much more dynamic, doesn't it? As people are speaking, they're, they're moving. Uh, so it's a, a beautiful kind of perk of this technology. And we can get a sense of, ah, who's here with us? You know, everyone who's here with us and, um, and that aliveness. You know, which sometimes in the silence can kind of be muted, and yet there it is, you know, just a click of a button away. <laughs> There's this aliveness, and, and we can tune into that. Yeah. We can tune into that aliveness, that sense of community um, that's spread out to various places on our, on our globe today. So with that sense of aliveness and dynamism and possibility, you know, what's available, just a click of a, of a, of a button away. Um, let's also feel into our intentions, feel into our intentions for this time of practice. And what brings you here? What is it that you'd like to nourish, to connect with? to be supported by so we can feel into that and then if you wish uh, to articulate your intention then feel free to put, put it into the chat 
What is it that bring you, brings you here today that you wish to nourish and cultivate and develop? That you wish to support in the world and to be supported by? So let's see what comes. Joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To feel. Mm. Simplicity. To sense my own path. To remember the truth, delight, kindness, to nourish the silence, sense of connection and courage, calm and connection, to nourish the silence, peace and connection, remember the community, confidence in possibility to be present, sense of community, stability and connection, direction. We can feel the resonance as you read or hear, inspiration and connection. Beautiful, so thank you for everyone who's shared and if you're still kind of digesting or typing, uh, welcome to still put your intentions in there, Um, or just feel them kind of being shared into the field, connection and spaciousness. Yeah, even without, um, even without giving them words. Clarity. Wonderful. So let's take, ah, there's more coming, beautiful, groundedness and equanimity. Let's take the, the beauty, the power, the resonance of these intentions, let's take them with us into our practice. And we'll have about half hour practice together now. Um, so finding finding the supportive posture for you. Checking in with the body, with the heart, with the mind. What would be a supportive posture? And then adopting that posture and taking time to fine tune it to adjust. So that the body feels as stable, as steady and as supported as possible within the posture. And as you're doing this already, the awareness is coming into the body. And we can invite the qualities of kindness and interest 
into the way we're paying attention, exploring the posture. Once you're settled into the posture, inviting the awareness more deeply into the body. You can use the sensations of contact between the body and the seat, the body and the ground. Using these sensations as a grounding, a gathering point, collecting point for awareness and attention. the immediacy of these sensations of contact body in contact with the seat, with the ground, with that which supports the body. possibility to ground, to collect, to gather the awareness with these sensations of contact. from the rootedness and the groundedness in the sensations of contact gently, gradually opening awareness and inviting awareness to expand Inviting awareness to expand and include the whole body space. Just like a plant or a tree growing out from the roots and the contact with the earth, the awareness growing out and spreading. From the sensations of contact, from the rootedness in the seat, and the ground, opening out and filling up the whole space of the body. Getting a sense of the whole body sitting here.
an awareness wide and open through the whole body. Present and sensitive, spacious and grounded. wide open sense of awareness in the whole body opening to any gratitude or appreciation that's available for you right now that's present for you right now perhaps the gratitude to be able to be here or to have a body that can allow you to practice having the conditions external and internal that are supporting you to be here. Any gratitude or appreciation that's available. opening to that gratitude, to that appreciation, feeling it within the field of awareness in the body. whole body awareness, wide and open, filling up the whole space of the body. So that thread, that frequency of gratitude, appreciation, present within awareness. We can also attune to kindness to an intention of kindness, just attuning to that in awareness, this practice as an act of kindness, this showing up an act of kindness, tuning into that. Letting that intention of kindness vibrate and resonate within the space of awareness in the body.
as you open to gratitude, as you open to the intention of kindness and awareness, opening also, noticing also your willingness to be here. That aspect of your body, heart, mind that is willing to be here, that has said yes, is saying yes to this exploration, to this intention to meet your experience, to understand. Feeling that willingness, feeling that trust in the practice and its fruits. That is such a support for being here. Trust in the practice and its fruits. What happens when we connect to that and rest into that, let ourselves be supported by that willingness and by that trust? the willingness to show up, the willingness to be here, the trust in the practice and in the fruit of the practice. So awareness wide and open, the whole body, and within that wide awareness of the body, We can include the movement of breath or of sound. Choose one. Breath or sound moving through, flowing through the space of awareness in the body. Just like we did with the contact areas at the beginning. We're gathering and collecting our attention and our awareness with the object of the practice, the breath or the sound as they move through and flow through the space of awareness. It's going to be our primary practice for this time. Remembering that we can keep connecting, keep supporting ourselves through this connection to our willingness to be here and our trust in the practice and in its fruit. So let's have some silence and explore this, each of us in our own way. Wide space of awareness, breath or sound flowing through that space, being supported by that willingness to show up and by that trust even if it's just a whisper. That's trust in the practice and in its fruits.
pausing to notice what's unfolding in experience right now. Without judgment, remembering that intention of kindness. Just noticing what's unfolding in experience. And whatever you find, whether it's presence or lack of presence, it's an opportunity to remember your willingness to show up and to be here in this moment right now. The willingness to be present. Remembering the trust that you have. Without that, you wouldn't be here. The trust that you have in the practice and in its fruits. Breathing that in, breathing in that willingness, taking in that trust. And then engaging more fully, more deeply with the object of your practice, with this wide body awareness and with the flow and the movement of the breath or of sound through that space, through that field of awareness.
So again, pausing to notice what is present, what's unfolding in this moment of experience. Prioritizing kindness and interest. Letting go and relaxing any judgment that may arise. Resting more fully, more deeply into your willingness and into your trust in the practice. Letting that support you as you engage with your practice, with the object of your attention. What is it like to be interested and kind as you meet the flow of the breath or of sound through the space of awareness? What is that like in this moment? And in the next, coming back again and again to the simplicity of this exploration and to its infinite depth, this moment, this willingness, this trust, meeting, breath or sound over and over with interest and kindness.
in a short while the bell will ring and when it does just staying steady not rushing and seeing if we can keep that contact with interest and with kindness and with that willingness to show up to experience and that trust in the practice exploring keeping those threads alive So as always, taking your time in the transition, no rush whatsoever. And before I share some uh, Dharma reflections and reflections on the teachings. Just a reminder about dana and the practice of dana, practice of giving. As many of us know, these sessions are offered in that spirit, offered freely by Guy House and by teachers such as myself. And there's an invitation to uh, share in that giving. Yeah, giving the gift yeah, through offering support to Gaia House, through offering support to um, the teachers, in this case, myself, um, so that these sessions can continue to be offered in this way. So I'm just going to put into the chat the link to the Gaia House support page where you can find uh, all the information on how to offer support to Gaia House um, itself, how to offer support to uh, the residential staff at Guy House and how to offer support to me. And it's all received with much gratitude. So I wanted to, um, to speak today, um, speak a little bit about a um, a quality uh, called sadha, S-A-D-D-H-A, um, which is in Pali, of course, <laughs> which translates as, um, usually translated as faith, uh, trust, or conviction. Yeah. And uh, we are, of course, touching on it in the meditation right now. Yeah, right. I kept reminding you, uh, you may have disagreed or not noticed, but there is 
a part of us that trusts the practice, otherwise we wouldn't be engaging in it. Yeah, and that's sadha. That's this um, quality of faith. Um, you know, one kind of simple definition of it is a confidence. Yeah, in the teachings. Yeah, that gives us the willingness to put them into practice, or that supports that willingness to put them into practice. Yeah. A trust, a faith, a confidence, a conviction in the teachings that gives us the willingness to put them into practice. Mm. And I, again, I was referring to that in the meditation, right? That willingness uh, to practice and that trust on some level, yeah? And it's interesting to find that thread, even at times when what our primary experience may be of confusion or of doubt. And yet there is that thread there of um, faith, of confidence, of trust um, in the teachings, in the practices and in their fruits, yeah, which kind of keeps us going. And, and it's really interesting to see that because, you know, even in the greatest times of doubt, when we seem to be struggling <laughs> with our practice, with the teachings, we're still struggling with them. We haven't just kind of dropped them and walked away, yeah? And so right there, <laughs> there is that thread, yeah? That wants to make sense, that wants to find uh, a handle. So even in quite extreme times. And so uh, this quality of sadha is really important in the teachings. It, it is talked about a lot in different ways, different contexts. Um, and so uh, one way they're referred to is, you know, that a practitioner uh, has sadha, yeah, has faith or trust or conviction, if they believe in the Buddha's awakening. Yeah. And we can paraphrase that. This is a very, that's a very traditional form of speech around it. You know, if we believe in the possibility of awakening, yeah. then we have that quality. Yeah, it's there. That seed is there. If we believe in the possibility of awakening, um, and I'll say a little bit more about that, because that can also that in itself can sound quite big. <laughs> yeah, what is awakening? Yeah. How do I know that it's possible? And so the interesting thing about Dharma teachings is, you know, this this quality of trust, faith, confidence, conviction, very emphasised, but not as a blind faith. But rather, uh, and this is a quote, uh, our sadha, our faith, should be reasoned and rooted in understanding. Yeah. So it's not just something that we take um, from some external authority. Yeah. It also can be. Yeah. It's not like it's bad if it is. You know, if there's somebody that we trust, or like I said, a trust in the teachings. Um, but then we reason, yeah, and we explore it in our own experience and our own understanding. Yeah. We're actually asked to investigate. Yeah. And so this, this sadha, and sometimes the translations can be uh, tricky for us because faith or trust we associate with just something absolute. Um, but sadha is not in conflict with inquiry. Yeah. Yeah, it's, there is such an encouragement to inquire and explore for ourselves. And this emphasis that, you know, the faculty of sadha, of faith, needs to be balanced with wisdom. 
night and wisdom is about discernment. It's about inquiry, it's about exploration. And so one way this is spoken of, uh, the way I, I, I really like this, very beautiful for me, um, a practitioner who has understanding establishes their faith in accordance with that understanding. Yeah. So it also gives us a sense of, ah, this is a process. It's not black and white. It's there or it's not there. I have it or I don't have it. Yeah. But as my wisdom, my understanding kind of um, grows or uh, kind of emerges yeah, through the practice, through my um, explorations, then um, that establishes the sense of faith and trust yeah. in accordance with that understanding. Yeah. So, for example, you know, I see that um, meditating with a kind intention yeah, is different to meditating with harshness in the mind, right? So meditating as an act of kindness is different to meditating as a way of uh, proving my worth. Right? I'm a good meditator, I'm a bad meditator. Yeah. We can see that difference. We say, ah, it's different. It creates different experiences. It has different outcomes. So there's an understanding. Yeah. And then that would then kind of support more sadha, more faith yeah, in wholesome ways of attending to our experience. Does this make sense to people? Is that a clear example? Yeah. So we see it in our own understanding. You know, we see, ah, you know, bringing generosity in when I'm feeling unhappy changes my experience. You know, that might be another kind of insight that we have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when someone um, acts in ways that upset me, yeah, and I bring in compassion <laughs> to myself, that changes my experience. Yeah? So these are all ways, right, that we kind of, we have understanding and then we can start to see, ah, that understanding, yeah, that wisdom that's developed, yeah, brings uh, a sense of faith, yeah brings a sense of trust, brings a sense of willingness and confidence and conviction that compassion is worth cultivating, yeah, or that generosity is worth cultivating. Yeah. So we kind of, kind of, that's, that's the kind of um, process. And so we can say that through wisdom and through understanding, sorry, through wisdom and understanding, sadha becomes a, uh, kind of stronger and stronger within us. Yeah, that sense of inner conviction. Yeah. And, and even kind of this word firm conviction. Yeah, kind of something that is like a, a pillar yeah, of, our, um, of our understanding, our wisdom and our way of being in the world. Yeah. And it's based on our experience. It's based on our experience. So it's interesting to see this, you know, and maybe I'll just kind of point out this trajectory. Yeah, that, that you know, in the tradition it said, you know, the beginning is um, this sense of um, faith 
of trust, of belief, we can say, uh, that in the Buddha's awakening, yeah, in the possibility of awakening. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's kind of one seed there. Uh, but then it, it can only grow, it can only be nourished if we, if we keep it alive, yeah. And if we apply our own wisdom, our own understandings on the path again and again, you know, so it grows. I kept getting this image, and I'm going to show, I keep doing this recently, <laughs> show you the, what I'm looking at when I'm sitting at my desk. Can you see this? <laughs> sitting next to me. So about six weeks ago, even less, this was just a few bulbs that my mother-in-law gave me, or gave us. And we didn't have anywhere to, to take it. We didn't have anywhere to put it. So we left it with her. It was just a few bulbs sitting in a pot. And then, you know, a month later, uh, we were there again. And suddenly there's this beautiful, you know, these beautiful flowers. And we're like, oh, what's that? And she said, oh, that's your bulbs. <laughs> yeah. and, and we had a place to take them. So they came and they're here on my desk kind of. Supporting me every day, yeah. I spend a lot of time at this desk, yeah. And and they shine on my face, yeah. When the sun shines, you can see the shadows. <laughs> um, and it, it's such a beautiful image, yeah, for me, for for any of the faculties, the qualities that we develop in our practice. You know, like it's it's just a bulb. It's just the potential, yeah. The potential for awakening. Yeah, the potential for living with less um, dukkha, with less ill-being and with more well-being. That's the potential. That's what we kind of keep putting our trust in, keep remembering there is this potential. And then with the right conditions, like a very kind mother-in-law that cares for it (laughs) for a month, yeah, then it, it blooms yeah in that way yeah it illuminates um our experience and the experience of others so you know and and i love the the kind of the simplicity and the depth of of sada you know this you know that we actually begin with a simple question and and we begin again and again it's not just we begin at the beginning of our path whenever that was <laughs> you know it's not just like oh you know this many decades ago or this many weeks ago or this many months ago, I asked the question. We keep asking this question. Is awakening possible? Do I trust that awakening is possible? Yeah. And saying this another way, which kind of may be more accessible. I mean, I, I love the word awakening. <laughs> is it possible? Yeah. And just the resonance it has. But we might feel... Um, more nourished by asking can experience be understood yeah can experience be understood in ways that lead away um, from stress and distress and towards well-being and ease yeah that's the question that's what we mean by awakening yeah is that possible is awakening possible and can or can experience be understood? Do I believe? Do I know? Yeah, that experience can be understood in ways that 
uh, lead towards more well-being and less distress? Mm. That's the question we keep asking. Mm. And it takes a lot of courage, right, to ask this kind of question. Mm. To ask questions and then it takes courage to have the willingness to explore, yeah? explore possibilities through practice, yeah? through cultivation. And so there's the courage and there's already a faith. Where there's courage, there's already faith <laughs> in something. Yeah. And asking the questions and then having the willingness to explore, explore possibilities of practice and cultivation. And as we do this, yeah, the courage, the willingness, the exploration, they're both manifestations of conviction, of sadha, and they're a further de- development of it. Yeah the beautiful thing about our path. Right? We're manifesting something and as we're manifesting it, uh, we're deepening. Yeah. We're strengthening it. So faith, uh, sadha is an ongoing support on the path. Ongoing and often it goes unseen. <laughs> That's, that's why I'm kind of really highlighting it today. Like we forget, as I said, even in moments of great doubt, we can find that thread. Yeah? So it's an ongoing support on the path. And when we turn to it, when we tease it out, when we look at it, um, it becomes more of a support. So it's an ongoing support and we keep returning to it and we keep deepening it. Yeah? And it's, it's spoken of sometimes as a kind of uh, essential ingredient to many other wholesome yeah, faculties and qualities. Yeah, mindfulness, samadhi, gatheredness, wisdom, yeah, all uh, to some degree dependent on sadha. And so there's lots of really beautiful images of it, and I just want to share some of them because I love images, as you may know, and I find them very powerful. And I actually found when I was um, reflecting on this yesterday, preparing this session, I, I thought, ah, oh, you know, I love the fact that there's so many images for Sada because, um, you know, I feel like they resonate with us more powerfully than words can. Yeah. And so there's so many different images and they touch on different aspects of this uh, quality. So... Sada is, is um, spoken of as a boat that takes us across the floods of wrong views, of unwholesome views to safety. Yeah? And we can really feel it, you know, like when we're kind of overwhelmed by floods of wrong views, of seeing things in a, uh, without clarity. Yeah? And then just that sense of conviction in the possibility of awakening can be like a a boat that supports us through that, yeah, or a light that beckons us um, to safety. Another another image in the tradition is um, that sada is like a strong branch, yeah, that we can grab to lift ourselves up onto a tree, uh, and it's it's called a tree of virtue, yeah, a tree of ethics and morality when the wild oxen of sensual desire are loose and pursuing us so we can kind of grab onto this 
branch of sada and hold on so that we don't get carried away and don't get harmed by these wild oxen of sensual desire. Um, it's another image. I write to myself to go slowly with the images and I'm rushing through them. I knew I would do it. I get so excited with them. So, yeah, so we have this boat taking us through the, the floods of um, wrong views. We have this really steady, solid branch that we can grab and pull ourselves into safety. Yeah, of kind of uh, the branch that supports us to climb into the tree of virtue of sila of ethics, yeah. when we're pursued by the wild oxen of sensual desire and selfishness. Um, and then a third image is, it's like a door that shuts out the serpent of disbelief, yeah, the serpent of doubt. Yeah. It's like a door that just closes it off and says, no, not here, yeah. I have conviction. Yeah. And this is a place that I can rest in and trust in, yeah, and be safe. Yeah. So there's a real um you can see with all these images there's actually quite a strong connection between sadha and a sense of safety. Yeah. Safety in uh and again the connection to sila, to virtue, to uh ethics, to morality. The safety that comes uh from living a blameless life. Yeah. And the last uh, image that I want to share at this point is that Sada is like a strong cable or anchor that holds a ship to its anchor in stormy weather. So that cable that keeps us rooted. So there can be storms, there can be doubt, yeah? there can be really trying circumstances that really challenge us. Yeah? And then there's that strong cable that holds us rooted. Yeah? So that we can be buffeted by the storms, but we don't um, loosen our connection. We don't lose our connection to the teachings and the practice and, and what matters. So, as I said earlier, sadha is an essential support to our practice, uh, but it also develops on the path and it also bears fruit along the path. It's not like you just keep it going and the fruits just come at the end. Yeah? As we uh, walk uh, the path, as we um, practice, as we inquire, as we explore, uh, fruits are, uh, are born. And so I want to just end uh, with a um, part of uh, a sutta called the Sada Sutta. There's, quite, there's actually several suttas called Sada Sutta. It's got quite a few suttas dedicated to it, this quality, this faculty. Um, and uh, this is a translation by Tanisaro Bhikkhu. So he translate, translates Sada's conviction. And here's uh, the Buddha's description of um, the, some of the fruits that come through the development of Sada. Just as a large banyan tree on level ground where four roads meet is a haven for the birds all around. 
Even so, a person of conviction is a haven for many people, monks, nuns, lay followers, male and female. And in case you, you don't know what a banyan tree is, this particular powerful image, a banyan tree is a, is a tree that kind of becomes like a world. of it's, you know, it's not just one trunk. It has lots of trunks and it keeps growing more of them, actually sometimes from the top down. And it creates these like temples. You know, if you've ever seen a very large one, very old one, it's like a temple. Um, it's quite an extraordinary uh, thing. And so here's the continuation. This is where he gets more poetic. And if you know this, but many suttas have like poems at the end of them. A massive tree whose branches carry fruits and leaves with trunks, yeah, plural, and roots and an abundance of fruits. There the birds find rest. In that delightful sphere they make their home. Those seeking shade come to the shade. Those seeking fruit find fruit to eat. So with the person consummate in virtue and conviction in sadha, humble, sensitive, gentle, delightful and mild, to them come those without affluent, free from desire, free from aversion, free from delusion, the field of merit for the world. And so I really, I, I love this. It's so beautiful. I'm going to read that part again in a moment um, so that we end with the Buddha's words rather than mine. But just to say, you know, it's such a beautiful image and the sense of this quality, this attribute, um, this faculty of sadha, of conviction, faith, trust, willingness, um, that actually becomes a place of safety for countless other beings and particularly, this is really interesting, for the Dharma, yeah, that becomes a shelter for the Dharma, yeah, for those who are far along the path, they seek the company of those that have conviction, yeah, and they shelter in that. So here we go again. A massive tree whose branches carry fruits and leaves with trunks and roots and an abundance of fruit. abundance of fruits. There the birds find rest, in that delightful sphere they make their home. Those seeking shade come to the shade. Those seeking fruit find fruit to eat. So with the person consummate in virtue and conviction, humble, sensitive, gentle, delightful and mild, to them come those without affluent, in other words, awakened, <laughs> free from desire, free from aversion, free from delusion, the field of merit of goodness for the world. So the field of goodness for the world gathers around those 
um, consummate in virtue and conviction. So let's just take a, a little moment of silence to take that in. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.